Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned-out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your eat gay love hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to. Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Got the <laughs> hey there and welcome back folks once again i'm your hostess with the most is munoz and i mean we blinked and it was september the kids are back to school hopefully here in new york um that's a good thing because i'm a little worried i'm not going to lie um how y'all doing out there how are y'all doing i mean i guess uh summer's over right but we're still in quarantine, so does that mean I still get to take summer Fridays? Um, Y'all, I've barely been out once again, you know. Going out to eat is still weird. I don't know how y'all are feeling out there, but this-ish, like something needs to change. Something needs to change, y'all, because I, you know what? I'm just, I'm craving, I'm craving some human connection over food. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Like, I always say on this pod that our our most major food moments, um, you know, happen at like big life events, even even small life events. Let's 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 rewind that for a second. Our major like life moments happen over food. That's what I meant. It's early in the morning and we're recording. So <laughs> bear with me. But I I miss I miss these these moments of gathering around food and I'm really, really longing for that. And yeah, I just don't know when that's going to happen again. But as you all know out there, I'm, I'm a social butterfly and this has just been an interesting, I don't know how many months to navigate. But what also has been really interesting and really amazing is the amount of food celebrities that just keep popping out of the woodwork to come on my big old gay food podcast. I can't believe it. And we're like a week away from me doing this solo a complete year. 
I am really, really excited for today's episode because I have one Chandelier Borges with me today. Say hi, girl. Woo, hey. (laughs) (laughs) How are you this morning? Oh, I am great. I woke up so early, did not work out. I thought I would get in a nice workout, but here I am. I'm so excited to tell you all about my life. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Listen, I haven't worked out either. I keep trying. You know, the... I I never thought of myself as an anxious person or like, you know, a very lonely person. But this this uh, quarantine has like really done a number on on all of us, I find. Don't yeah. you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like I used to wake up at 530 in the morning and work out like a crazy person. And now okay. what? I Wait, look at what? my phone. Five? How do you do that? How? I know. <laughs> it was rough it was you know just me trying to be in shape be fit my girlfriend actually got me started into like this new lifestyle of turning a leaf and working out yeah just rub it in just rub it in i know you, you I have know. a girlfriend and um, <laughs> i'm sitting here in 120 square feet alone <laughs> don't worry i'm living at home right now so, so oh. it's pick and choose <laughs> with the rents i know that too yeah so at least i'm saving on rent but she's in the city so you know, I go back and forth between Long Island and the city, but definitely prefer the city over Long Island. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So in your mouth, listeners, Chandley is the curator of the Instagram, which you probably already follow, Gays Got to Eat. She Woo! is a New York LGBTQ foodie who loves to document all her food adventures with her girlfriend. So like, if you go to Gays Got to Eat now while you watch while you watch, because they're really watching us. While you listen, I told you it was early out there. Very <laughs> early. Um, if you go to Gay's Gotta Eat while you listen to the pod, there's a bunch of like food gasmic photos as well as several features of LGBTQ plus owned businesses, female owned businesses, and BIPOC owned businesses. Yes. And so we are here yeah. to celebrate her today and all the cheese pulls and the mac and cheese and the mozzarella sticks and all of that. But before we get anywhere, Chandler, I would like to wish you, girl, on this September 2nd, National Grits for Breakfast Day. Ooh, that's an exciting one. Tell me about it. I mean... Is there anything to say? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Do you like grits? I mean, I do. I've had them a few times. Yeah, I mean, grits for breakfast day. Uh, you're lucky because you landed on a double day. I don't know who comes up with these things. And right. I am sure my listeners are tired of hearing me complain about <laughs> this. Because <laughs> like, this just seems willy nilly. Some some random person in the middle of nowhere just threw these days together. Um, yeah. Today is also International Bacon Day. Oh, I'm there for that. Definitely there for that. But not but not here for the grits? I mean, it wouldn't be my preferred choice. I'm more of like for breakfast. I like a good bagel, some waffles, but I mean, and bacon. So definitely bacon would be my number one. Are you are you more of a sweet or a savory breakfast person? Definitely sweet. It's a real problem because I don't like eggs. I'm actually wait, just trying. Wait, wait, I know. Wait, we we could discuss it. Wait. What do you mean you don't like eggs? 
I know. I just how I dare you like, come on my podcast and tell me you don't? <laughs> well, it's actually a real problem because I don't like eggs or milk. So I honestly don't know how I'm living right now. Well, listen, because... I can get rid of the milk. I haven't had. Um, actually, that's a lie. Um, I don't drink milk because it really messes with my body, if you know oh, what yeah. I mean. Yes. And um, I was. Uh, my office used to be at a WeWork and they have these fancy espresso machines with with Lacolome coffee. Shout out to you, not a sponsor, but I love you anyway. Um, And you press a button and it'll make you like an almond milk latte and and, or an almond milk cortado. And one side's almond milk and the other side is um, regular milk. And even though I'm off the almond milk because it's killing the bees and the world, Mm -hmm. um, that's all they had to offer there. So one day I go, and I press the button and I'm working and I'm podcasting, I'm doing everything I need. And I'm like, this is really delicious today. It's so creamy and delicious today. Halfway through the drink, I'm like, uh-oh. I was like, I think this is real milk. And I run downstairs and I'm like, is this oh, yeah. real milk? And they were like, we're so sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> went to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, well, yep. 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 The next day, actually the next two days, I was down for the count, unfortunately. And I, the next time I was at the office, there was a bit, a massive pecan pie or pecan pie um, in the office with like a note saying, we're sorry, we almost killed you. <laughs> right. But I, I love that they tried to remedy the problem Perfect. with another allergy. Oh. I don't, I don't have a nut allergy, but I, <laughs> what happened if they, Right, right. What happened if you did? Yeah, that's a weird kind of combo to give you after. Like, at least go for a cherry pie or apple pie. Like, yeah, pecan is risky. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. anywho. Um, so yes, uh, we can get rid of the milk for sure, but like the okay. eggs. Yeah. So I don't know. I just grew up never really eating eggs, and then once I met my girlfriend, she was like, "No, that's going to change. Like, you got to eat eggs. Like, they fill you up." And they're good for you. Like you can't just have sugary breakfast all the time. So she tried to start getting me into eggs, like easing me in slowly. That's like her go-to. She'll like start by just like placing it in front of me and be like, oh, there's nothing else to eat. And then I'm stuck eating it. So started with like some omelets and she'd throw a bunch of stuff in there. But now I kind of like omelets. They just have to be really well done. So I pretend like I'm not eating an egg. Okay. Uh, What is it? Is it a textural thing or is it just the flavor? Oh, no, no, no. I'm a big texture girl. I am very picky, which is kind of crazy that I run a food Instagram and I'm so picky. I don't, uh, I, no shade to all you out there (laughs) who have textural food problems. I just never understood it. Like, I just never understood it. The closest I came to understanding it, I think, is when I did a big Chinatown tour with um major food blogger out there mad hungry woman hey girl um and she fed me duck's web which is basically duck's feet yeah and that i i don't i couldn't tell if it was because if it was the texture or me knowing i was eating duck's feet because like the bones are still in there but they're soft bones like cartilage it was just a weird like feeling but um i don't I don't know. I don't get it. I just, I just personally don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I eat everything for the most I know. Part. It's kind of crazy because all my friends know I'm so picky. So when they see like a lobster roll or like a really pretty avocado toast on my page, 
they're like, you didn't eat that. That was your girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It wasn't me. It was not me. It was not me. Well, we're going to totally get into that in a second. But, um, you know, to all you out there uh, listening to this in the morning, you know, Kiss my grits is. All <laughs> oh yeah, say. back to the grits. Yes, <laughs> kiss the grits. Chandler was like, "Wait, what were we talking about?" <laughs> I totally forgot. Sorry. <laughs> that's great. Oh my god, that's great. And I'm just as- so excited. Oh my god. Well, hello. How could you not be? You are yeah. on the biggest gayest food podcast oh, in yeah. the world. Actually, we're the only one. So, <laughs> but that's the great thing. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I wanted to take you into a little something that I do every podcast, um, a little bit of this day in gay history. And Ooh. did you know, in 1907, Dr. Evelyn Hooker was born. Dr. Hooker published the first empirical research to challenge the notion that homosexuality was a mental illness. Her work was the foundation for an entire field of research that led to the removal of homosexuality from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. I found that incredible. Wow, what a day. Wow, we really picked a good day. Yeah, right? Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I mean, who knew? I didn't know that that dated back so far, like that like study, because right. it, it wasn't that long ago that, um, and I should have probably looked this up this morning, how, um, when they removed that from this uh, statistical diagnostic manual of mental disorders. But yeah. I remember it being sometime in my lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was taken away. So um, yeah, that's, that's really, that was really like, got me going this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Now I feel inspired to get at it, you know, work out maybe, <laughs> maybe all be, with my day. All because of Dr. Evelyn Hooker's yes. birthday. Yes. I'm here. I'm free. I'm living it up. So <laughs> let's get this day rolling. Well, without her, we, you and I couldn't be here. So I know exactly, which is amazing. So, so yes. Happy birthday to you, Dr. Evelyn Hooker. Yes, you know, so, yeah. So let's get into it, Chandley. What made you decide that the gays had to eat? Because as we know, a lot of the gays aren't eating or, right. or, at, least are, <laughs> or at least are eating in secret. Yeah. Um, so really, I always have been a foodie ever since, you know, Instagram became a thing and having your cell phone on you to document everything. Um, I wasn't always out, so that was kind of a big secret, which we could get into later. But I just really wanted to start something that combined both the LGBTQIA community as well as food, and I felt like there wasn't enough of those on Instagram. So I really started it on my commute into work, um, just get an edit, like we, we love to say this morning. Um, and I just started posting, and from there, it kind of just took off with combining both communities and loving the content that I was creating. Yeah, I love that. But what made you decide that it needed to be, and I want to get into this a little bit, um, that it needed to be kind of like, you know, a little bit more fast food centric, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of food accounts out there are, you know, like the basic bitch, kind of just accounts that have been active for at least 10 years or so, which is great. And they've 
grown to have such a following, which I admire. But I struggle to kind of find that, you know, LGBTQ community in that food area. And I really wanted to kind of start something that shows like, you know, that we are, I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say normal because that's not really it. But, you know, kind of just normalizing, I guess, that, you know, we eat the same things and go to the same restaurants and could, you know, gays got to eat, just be just as fun instead of being that basic white girl running some food page and just showcasing what they eat. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it makes sense. And um, to misquote Mr. Harvey Milk, you know, uh, he was out there saying, um, let come out, come out of the closet and into the streets, let them know who you are, because if they know who you are, you know, the less the less discriminated we'd be against because then right. somebody would be like, oh, well, I know them. They're they're a lesbian, they're gay, they're queer, they're trans, they're right. bi, they're, you know, non-binary, so on and so forth. You yeah. know, so I, I totally, I totally get that. And it's why it's a piece of why I started my food blog back in the day and now this podcast as well, because there's nobody out there. Right. Doing doing what we're doing, kind yeah. of, you know. Um, you much like uh, the Grub Father, who was just on the pod as well, uh, do a lot of a lot of these. If we're calling it basic bitch, but it's these it's these Instagrams that have this major appeal of like cheese poles and ice creams and pizzas and and things like that. But I want to know what you think is the appeal of all that, as opposed to having like, you know, like duck a l'orange or like duck confit. I don't know why I'm in a duck mood this morning, but I'm talking about a lot of duck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mean. like why, why, why the cheese pull as opposed to something plated by, um, Chef Kamal Rose or, or yeah. you know, or Chef Michelle, you right. know, uh, or somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that there is nothing wrong with that. If that is something, if someone's thinking about wanting to start a page and that's their preferred choices of foods, for me, a lot of it comes down to being a picky eater. So, you know, it started with just stuff on my camera roll, which was the fast food type of stuff with like the mozzarella sticks, the pizza. But then over time, I started to realize that people love to see some sort of like video or something that's like engaging where they could save it and send it to their friends and be like, Oh my God, we have to go here. And then it kind of transformed or translated into figuring out like how to bring the LGBT community into it, which I could get into in a few as well, but I did like a whole 30 days of pride type of thing. I love that. Tell me more. So in June I did 30 days of pride where I really wanted to bring in LGBTQ owned businesses, chefs, foodies, and then people who just support our community. So during May, I tried to start playing this. And mind you, there's the whole quarantine and COVID going on. So it was really hard because typically I would just go to a restaurant and highlight it there and maybe interview the owner or something. But I kind of had to think of doing something more creative and working from home and whether it was getting stuff sent to my house or doing an interview with them, like kind of like what we're doing or just going back and forth with them via email. So I came up with this little system, I'd say, where um, some days it was highlighting companies that are LGBTQ owned and showing 
what the business is, their food and myself taking pictures and they would send it to my house. Or the other days um, I was showing an actual photo of who they are and they submitted what they wanted to say and why the LGBTQ community is important with food. And it was really inspiring and it was so great to get to know all these people. Um, I'm still friends with a lot of them and a lot of people liked it. And it wasn't to gain any you know, followers or engagement. It was really just to kind of showcase that here we are and we're a small community, like you said, like just like you, we're the only ones who are really doing this. And I really just wanted to bring a community together and show, you know, here we are. And to, again, like you said, kind of normalize everything and show that we're the same. We could eat at these same restaurants. And it's been quite amazing, especially reaching out to places or having places reach out to me. And there's not a thought that crosses their mind. Like, oh, you have a girlfriend? Like, oh, you know, like it's, it's just, it's great to see so many people support and love and want to highlight my account and my girlfriend and us eating and highlight our community. So yeah, I really, I really, really love that. I love everything about that sentiment. And I always say with the pod, the pod has been on a long journey. uh, And you may not know this, you know, first 80 episodes in your mouth version one, right? We were on a big food journey. I had a co-host, like we did all the things that it was kind of gay, kind of sexy, kind of raunchy, right? And then once, once it evolved, and I took it over solo, you know, to highlight stories of the LGBTQ community and their allies through a food lens was was an exploratory mission for me. And what this had turned into and what this has and is like evolving into is what I say, my big queer food army. You know, I never, I actually never expected to have all these people come out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, you're, that's great. You're doing something really awesome. And I would love to tell my story too, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, the pod shifts from, yeah, it's about me and I'm and I'm hosting it out. And people have said, oh, you're like the Andy Cohen of food. But really, it's about you and your stories. And and um, we spoke about this before we went on air, is that um, I received a lovely message today from um, a fan in South Africa, of all places, that, um, shout out to you, South Africa, you know, <laughs> that, um, and he had some lovely words to say. But what really struck me is that he called me a custodian of our stories. And it really, it really made me feel like warm and fuzzy inside because I've never actually thought about it like that, like somebody holding on right. to a history, because if we don't do it, who is going to do it for us? Mm-hmm. You know, much like you are, are trying to highlight, you know, that um, queer people, LGBTQ people exist in every form, yeah. you know, I'm kind of doing the same thing in a different way. So right. I love, I love everything about that. Um, yeah. Would you mind uh, sharing with us and the audience, because I always say that our stories are each unique and special, and you never know who's listening out there. Would you mm-hmm. mind sh- sharing your coming out story with us? Sure. Okay. So, and I yes, say- I- I'm going to stop you. I- I- full, full interview. No, no. All right. Ask a question and then interrupt you. But I love that you showed up with a big tie-dyed rainbow shirt. Today. Oh, <laughs> by the by, right? Just just to give the the listeners a visual. Yes. Yes. It's actually shout out Ali's banana bread. She's been a homie since day one. Yep, She's I a- entered the contest a couple of weeks ago. <gasps> I didn't, I didn't win, but uh, um, 
it's okay because I don't think I think that was like a breach of like because now we're close <laughs> right now, now we're besties but she has giveaways all the time and she's a local Brooklyn foodie herself who's cooking these up and she's so sweet so amazing donates half her proceeds all the time so go Allie's banana bread yes yes but back to you yes, yes. sorry sorry just had to no 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 yeah plug Allie's <laughs> banana bread we love you shout out to you right it's yes. completely my fault because I asked you a question I interrupted you but I wanted no, to okay. I wanted to give the listeners a visual yeah okay so it was back in 2018 um I kind of always had this inkling I want to say since I was growing up, but growing up on Long Island, which is a very, you know, Republican. It's, it's a bit of Trump country, girl. Yeah. So it was kind of really hard growing up. And, you know, everyone in my town was the straightest town that there ever was. And there was, I think, one person in my high school who was out at the time and it was news breaking. Like everyone was talking about it. The parents were talking about it. So you know, it kind of makes little baby gays just hide in their shell and not want to even explore their sexuality. So that was totally me, 100%. And then I went off to college. And from there, you know, I met a bunch of people part of the community. And it was just eye opening, even just to see them walking around campus holding hand in hand with their significant other and, you know, no one doing a double look or thinking twice about it. And Growing up, I never had that. So it was just really hard growing up. And then after college, I actually went down to Florida for a little stint at Disney World, um, which is a whole nother topic of conversation I could tell you about later. But um, when I was there, I lived by myself. Well, I lived with roommates, but obviously my family wasn't there and I didn't know anyone. I went by myself and it was the greatest experience ever. I was able to just be myself, introduce myself as, yeah, I like girls and boys. I don't really know what I am and kind of just put myself out there to go on apps, meet whoever, or, you know, mingle with whoever in person and no one judged, no one cared. And then I came back from Disney and I still had the apps on my phone and that's how I kind of met my girlfriend now. Um, which don't be ashamed by meeting people on apps, people. They're amazing, especially nowadays. You know, it's really hard to meet people in person. So it's spoken like it's spoken like the true younger generation. Yes, I, I'm, yes. I think I'm a, I think it's like 120 some odd days till my 40th birthday because I have nothing better to do in quarantine yeah. than count down to my 40th I know. birthday. But but this this old queen remembers walking the streets of Chelsea and and having men throw keys down at them and it's a it's a different time for sure. I wish but I was my... there though. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, it was something, but continue. Yeah. So I wasn't really out when I actually met her. Neither of us were, which is kind of the beautiful thing about starting a relationship with someone and kind of figuring out the ropes together. Um, and then from there, when it became serious and we knew that we wanted to share our story and tell everyone that we're together, we're happy, we're dating, um, we kind of just came out together and, you know, there's no right way to do it and there's no, uh, way that it's ever going to be too early or too late. So I think that that's kind of the beautiful thing that we went through that together and there's going to be people along the way who don't support you. I'm fortunate that all my friends were 
so happy for me. And they all were like, ha we, we could have guessed that. I, I mean, I was a college athlete, whatever. And I was always the tomboy, but that doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything, but they were really happy. Um, and my parents, it's taken them a while to come around, but they've definitely been more supportive nowadays than they were a year ago. And I think that that's the thing you have to remember, like, you know, you could come out and it's, it's a lot for people for you you just think it's the norm and it is the norm, but for someone who's not part of our community, it takes them longer to process. And, you know, I'm still going through that with my parents, especially my dad, but to think back from a year ago today to where I am today, it's completely changed and it is better and it's slowly, but surely, but you know, you, you have to give and take what you can. And especially during the times when my dad wasn't as supportive you know, just because you have blood family members doesn't mean that they're your family. You know, you can make your own family, whether it's friends, extended family, your significant other's family, and it doesn't have to be who's blood related to you is your family. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. And I love that. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful story. And um, we've, I've had all sorts of coming out stories on this podcast from really fa- fabulous ones to, you know, like really like, like how, how did you even survive any of that mm-hmm. stories? And like, like I said, they're each unique and special in our own, in our own way. And they're, yeah. you know, uniquely ours. And so, and not everyone's so lucky to have you know, parents that support them and, and, or even parents to, who want to, who may not start out as supportive, but who want to like try to work through it. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone's that lucky. And you make a good point. I say it on the pod uh, quite often too, that like, you know, um, we're lucky. And I mean, let's, let's be, um, what do you call it here? Um, I'm at a loss. Uh, I'm at a loss for words. Like, let's be cliche. That's what I meant. Um, let's be cliche here. And like, quote RuPaul, that the beautiful thing about like being uh, LGBTQ is that we get to create our own families. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. we get to we get to decide who we want to surround ourselves with. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and so that's that's really really beautiful. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, I love that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, and I think one quick thing I left out was I always attended Pride, and I think that that's a huge thing, New York City Pride, shout out, Um, that, you know, you don't have to be gay to attend, and I think that that's the stereotype that's changed over time, but, you know, even growing up where I grew up, I would go to Pride, and my mom was like, oh, does that mean, you know, and it's like, no, like anyone could support and, you know, don't be afraid. If you want to do something, do it. You know, if you want to go to a gay bar, but you're not gay, go to a gay bar, who cares, you know? And it's like, that's the beautiful thing about our community. We're so accepting and so loving. So if you're unsure, just do it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I am, I am all about that cause, but I'm going to put a little bit of an addendum there because. (laughs) Tell me. uh, Just because. People come into the, our space and try to claim it as their own. So I am all for people coming into our spaces and um, 
you know, if you're curious, you want to explore, you want to support, great. But there has to be a realization that our spaces are few and far between. For every one gay bar, there's about like 40 straight bars. Mm -hmm. And so if you're coming in as an ally or you're trying to explore, you want not, there's a, there's a sense of being respectful and knowing like the space that you're in. For example, um, I don't go to Henrietta Hudson's very often because I know that like, a, there's not a lot of gay boys there, period, you know? And B, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the way of the ladies trying to get their groove on. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, I, it, but even as a gay man, right, and part of the community, right, walking into that space, I know how to be respectful of that space. And I'm not trying to act a fool right. up in there, right? And, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So yes, yes, come on by, come support, come explore. But at the same time, realize where you are and be respectful of that space is what I'm yes. going to add. Snaps to that. I do agree with that. Yes. Snaps Thank you to for that. adding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Chandley, I think now would be a great time to take a little bit of a break and take you into my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the pod, a little something we like to call Food News News. You ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. Krispy Kreme is finally opening a ginormous donut shop in Times Square. That slaps. I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Those glazed donuts. Throw them on me. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that you just said that slaps. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's a little millennial term for all you. I I live. I live. I live for that term. It (laughs) makes me feel old, but I've been using it. I've been using it. I've been using Stan a lot lately, you know, as well. So, Yeah. um, yeah, I'm here for this, too. So, Uh, Thank you, Delish.com, for this article. But news of a flagship Krispy Kreme store is coming to New York City, um, and it was first announced in June of 2019. But because of the pandemic, obviously, things have been uh, delayed. But it is now officially opening next month. And Chandley, what do we got to do for you and I to be at that soft opening? Oh, I mean, I will camp out for it. I feel like they're definitely- No, we just need to be invited. Hello, we're famous. (laughs) I know, that's true too. But I feel like if we're one of like, I don't know if this is true or not. I know Dunkin' Donuts does it, which is, I mean, they compete. But I feel like usually if you're one of like the first 100 guests, they give you something like free donuts. No, no, no. No? We need to to be think higher for ourselves i mean i mean girl you do all the sponsorships on your instagram you do all the things all the things plus one right like we need to be we just need to be at the soft opening quick story back in the day back when i was a young boy walk uh, me and my best friend michael bragg when he moved into the city i think this was like 2004 there used to be a Krispy Kreme on 23rd right off the corner of 8th avenue and we would know we would set our watches to the times that the hot and ready sign would come up and we would go and get hot and hot Krispy Kremes. We would go so often that they would just give them to us. <laughs> they like just like they loved us so much and we would act a fool in the store that like they would just be like, oh, 
there's so many of them here. Just take them. <laughs> How we didn't weigh 500 pounds, I will never know. But no. we are like, I am in love with the Krispy Kreme donut. And I, you know what? And why not have a, have a Times Square store? The Times Square store will be opening on September 15th. So oh there's God. still time for you and I to get invited to that soft I'm opening. I'm going to work on that for us. And you'll be my plus one. Right? We, or I'll be your plus one. Whatever yeah. works. Whoever gets there first, girl, yeah. we're, yes. we are here for that for sure. For Shout out to you, Crispy Cream, and hopefully uh, your grand opening is a big success. Or your big opening, how, how, do, we, how do we phrase this? Because donut, I'm going down like a big hole. <laughs> uh, your, 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 I don't know. The, the opening of your of your Krispy Kreme hole is a success. No, that's, no, Ooh. we can't use that. We can't, <laughs> can't do that one. <laughs> I don't um, think they'd like that one. <laughs> your Times Square flagship. Yeah, no, I was, I was kind of going down a campier, dirtier road, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. I'm here for it. I was trying to bring it back to PG, but. Yeah, I know. Cause, uh, cause we have to, we have to stay on brand for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. If we want to get invited, of course. Of yeah. course. And yeah. we will be yes. invited. Yes. Domino's will no longer reward nice Karens with free pizza. I'm also here for it. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well, actually, well, actually, that okay. was the right, that was the right sentiment. I will tell you this because okay. the headline is like, wait a minute. Why won't, why yeah. don't we want to reward nice Karens with, um, free pizza but yeah. listen listen and listen closely and thank okay. you munchies.vice.com for this <laughs> so um dominoes uh in australia and i think new zealand um okay. set out on this mission uh did this whole thing about like rewarding nice karens with free pizza right after um a very famous uh car- of you know one of these karens went mm-hmm. viral over there and um, yeah, so munchies.vice.com says, whether despite, whether despite the fact that Bunnings Karen trended in the Southern he- Hemisphere all weekend or because of it, the Australian and New Zealand divisions of Domino's Pizza decided that it was time to show their appreciation to the nice Karens, right? Um, presumably the ones who can go out in public without spitting on a 16-year-old ice cream <laughs> scooper because that's been happening, right. or those who don't go off on essential workers. So um, they, uh, they said, uh, it's a tough time to be a Karen. Karen the nurse, Karen the teacher, Karen the mom, Karen the neighbor, Karen the mask <laughs> wearer. We're all in this together, but, the vocal, but a vocal minority who believe laws and rules don't abide to them have given the name Karen a bad rap this year, the chain wrote. At Domino's, we know there are plenty of Australians named Karen that aren't, well, Karens. So <laughs> they set out to, um, you know, nominate your favorite ni- nice Karen and we'll send them free pizza. Well, the internet went a little nuts immediately. And there was a huge backlash because all these people were like, well, are you going to give people in poverty free pizza too? Or people yeah. suffering homelessness uh, during this quarantine free pizza as well? Or, and it went down this road of there's a better way of uh, philanthropy and free pizza dominoes than just giving uh, white women uh, who do well, who do good things free free pizza. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with the backlash. It's a little bit of an interesting marketing technique that I feel like they went after. Um, yeah, there was somebody else um, giving free uh, Karen's free things recently, and I forget, um, I forget whom. But like, yeah, I totally, I totally get the sentiment. I, I think, I think Domino's just tried to be on trend here. And I, although I, I will eat a Domino's pizza, you know, um, I support them because they have a history of doing a lot of good things like, you know, uh, rebuilding infrastructure. They, a long time ago, they were like filling potholes and whatnot as a way to like get their pizza delivery there faster. But they were also like helping the infrastructure and they, um, some Domino's pizza guys a long time ago, like, saved some women from domestic violence and they had like the first like driverless uh pizza delivery car so like Domino's has been on it and trying to do good so like I think this was just a slip up yeah they like yeah. they didn't fully think this out yeah, you know definitely. yeah so um but yeah like I I'd be interested to be like if they uh switched gears here and they were like you know what we're gonna give Karen's and all the like and people living in the, the shelters or people who have been moved from shelters to like hotels like we're going to just deliver like a ton of pizzas to make sure they like get some food yeah yeah I agree with that or for every Karen give one to like you said the shelters and people who need it yeah right yeah so that way the Karens are also given back by showing up and yeah like, they they get one and then yeah. I mean, type of thing. yeah, I mean, but now do we, do we really need to reward and no offense here, Chandley, but are, <laughs> are we, are we really rewarding white women for good behavior? Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think that they need to be rewarded, but it's more of like they show up and I mean, I don't want to say on behalf of them because they won't be paying for it. It would be Domino's that would be sponsoring their one pie for someone else, but you know, we don't really need to reward them for good behavior. You're right. Yeah, you know, it's it's compli- it's it's complicated and yeah. and it's just like hmm hmm hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think Domino's just needs to come out with a new let's reward people who need it type of marketing yeah you know what and like I said Domino's has been on a good path and like this just wasn't fully thought out but I'm still here for you Domino's and you're like jalapeno jalapeno cheesy bread oh the cheesy bread oh yeah so delicious pizza in many forms Gaetan Matarazzo from Stranger Things is working a summer job as a food runner since filming is on hold I love that did I say his name right Gaten Matarazzo. Gaten. 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 Gaten Matarazzo. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I love that. I think it's very humbling. <laughs> to humbling. Say that. I mean, well, he's the boy is 17. I when, know. But when was your first job? Probably 16-ish, maybe. I don't really know. I always worked. My girlfriend also makes fun of me for this, but I worked like lacrosse camps and stuff like that. So it wasn't, you know, I wasn't at a restaurant or an ice cream parlor. Or Did you say lacrosse camp. camps? Yeah, like the sport lacrosse. Oh. Yeah, oh. it's an interesting. Yeah. 
yeah. lacrosse yeah. camps. Yeah, it right? sounds great. After, after this pod, we're gonna you're gonna have to tell me uh, tell me what happened at that <laughs> lacrosse <laughs> camp. Yeah, um, that's but, in your mouth at night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm down for it. Oh my goodness. Um, but I think that that's great. He's, you know, not just sitting on all his money and doing nothing. At least he's getting after it. Yeah. So since the series um, went on hold during the pandemic, the 17-year-old is now working as a food runner alongside some of his family at a restaurant. I'm curious if the family owns the restaurant. That's what hmm. I'm curious, too. Hmm. Uh, not that it matters. Like, good no. for him that, like... You know, I, I always say everyone should work in hospitality at one point in their life because it's a very humbling and you like and very like eye opening to, you know, how people treat you, how the, the way the world think it thinks it works. And it's just ugh, like that's my I've, I've worked in hospitality for over 21 years, you know, and so. It's just very eye-opening. So I love that he's doing this. And um, yeah, um, he's at a restaurant in Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Ooh, maybe yeah. we'll stop by. Yeah, he stays under the radar, radar by wearing a hat and his required cloth face mask. Aww. But I mean, he's so like, he has such a specific look. Yeah. Yeah, that how could you not so like, cute. yeah, I love him. I think yeah. he's, I think he's the cutest. And I love that he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to run some food for the summer. Yeah, good for him. You know, work off, work off some a, tips. Yeah, that's a good news article. I mean, is it necessary to report that? No, but did I like <laughs> hearing it? Of course. <laughs> <Is it> no? <laughs> <laughs> that's like my life. I'm like, why is this coming up on CNN on my phone? Like, why do I need to see this? But, well, this you know, is, I read it. This was the whole point of Food News Update is that uh, it was supposed to be a break from the actual news cycle and, uh, you know, bring you bring you some, like, nonsensical, like, that's news, true. right? Because yeah. with everything else that's happening in the world, um, from fires to murder hornets to um, Ebola, Ebola onions and, yeah. and um, fire tornadoes, uh, you know what? Gaten Matarazzo working at, a, at some restaurant in Long Beach Island. Yeah. You know what? Just it's a makes project. me... Yeah, it's just like, oh, you know what? Good for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and with that, I think this is a perfect way to end food news update. Yeah, Woo, that was fun. I right? Like that. Yeah, oh, I'm glad you had such a good time. Yeah. Oh my God. So what's next for Gays Gotta Eat? So I have some stuff in the works where I'm trying to incorporate more of my life. Um not so much with my girlfriend. She has more of a private life, which I have to respect. And I do respect. Um, but I definitely do want to incorporate more of my life, my stories, um, such as coming out and what it is to kind of be, you know, gay and on Long Island. That's a huge, big thing that I think could relate to a lot of people. So I'm trying to segue more into that and just to help some of my fans out there. Yeah, of course. Do you cook? I do cook. So um, actually, I think it was probably about two weeks ago now, I started doing stories of stuff that I cook and I have a little highlight tab on my account. So I'm going to try to do that more because, you know, behind every food page, you know, I don't eat like this 24-7, thank God. 
but um, <laughs> I do definitely eat healthy majority of the time. So I want to showcase that because that's the reality. And I think a lot of times, you know, you just, people think that I just eat like a monster 24 yeah. seven, but I can't, I, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, people who run Instagrams like yours, and I asked this of the grub father uh, mm-hmm. last, last week. Yeah. Last week, the days, the days are just all a big mesh to me yeah. um i love i also just realized i had two long island foodies back to back on the pod yeah, right um yeah the two of you should connect because i you're know like, i we should connect maybe he'll listen to this and yeah um uh you know what i'll do the intro um okay. you know because right. why not um yeah he came out uh, to his following like a year ago yeah, uh, I saw uh, that. It was great. It was he was in Fire Island and he did a nice video about it. Yeah, I love him. Oh yeah. my god, he has a boyfriend, but I'd marry him. You know, <laughs> he's so cute. He uh, but so cute. I, I digress. I digress. Maybe you know what? Maybe you can like look into that for me. But okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where was I going with this? Um, Long Island foodies and cooking. Yeah, people who run uh, Instagram like Instagrams like yours. I always ask like you can't be eating like this all the time. And then what happens to all the food? Like what happens to all the food? Yeah, so I make sure that none of it gets wasted. So I live in an apartment building and, you know, I get boxes all the time. And the people here know that I get boxes. So I share with all them. I give to my girlfriend. Um, I bring it to work. I bring it to my friends. Like I am 100% no food wasted. So, um, and also I think that part of it too, is you kind of have to plan out when you're working with like these restaurants or companies, because I don't want to be having 50 things delivered to my house at once. Like there's no way I could give that away to all these people and it would just get wasted. So that's like a huge part of it too. And I think just realizing, cause my, I have a very upsetting stomach. It's very sensitive um, so I think you kind of just have to like eat in moderation and really share with everyone else. That's kind of what I believe. I don't know if it's the same for everyone else, but, um, yeah, it's definitely a generous amount you get, but in moderation and sharing definitely helps. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. And I love that you're, you make sure that nothing goes to waste. Um, yeah. you know, I remember, uh, a long time ago as well, when I used to receive a bunch of food items, um, I've had a long relationship with Peanut Butter and Company. And oh. right, right before, um, shout out to you, PB and Co. Um, but right before Hurricane Sandy hit, they sent me a case of peanut butter. <gasps> and when I received it, I was like, first and foremost, I was like, what the F, what the fuck am I going to do with yeah. a case? That's a lot of peanut butter. It was like 20 some odd. It's so much peanut butter. And I was like, even if I was cooking, so, and I was cooking a, a crap ton at the time, there was just no way to go through it, you know? And then Hurricane Sandy hit. Um, and so there, no one was, no, you know, there was, our perspectives have changed and our goals yeah. have changed. And I wrote to them and I was like, this just doesn't feel right to be posting right now and so on and so forth. And I go, would you mind if I, donated this you know I know you sent this to me but so I took it someplace to get donated out to Staten Island yeah that's great um so yeah I know what that's like and I love that you make sure that uh that's happening on your end as well what what's your like big hope like what's the end goal for gays gotta eat I guess just really 
I mean, I would love to turn this into something full time. I admire like Grubfather who does this and so many other accounts. But I think that I don't know if I want to stay in the food scene forever. Like, I think that food will always be a part of my life. And I love that it's kind of. Well, we got to Well, we got to eat, girl. It's it's your whole mission statement. I know. I know. (laughs) So you cut cut out the food. (laughs) I know. Well, the thing with the food that I love is that it's like a common factor between every community. So everyone relates to food somehow. And I kind of want to explore that more, like not so much the food porn, like videos of like the cheese pulling and stuff like that, but kind of just showing how, like whether it's me with food, like showing myself more. And I don't know, I just want to really make my page something that people could relate to for more of like the LGBTQ side plus the food as like an addition if that makes sense yeah it definitely makes sense and yeah. you can't you can't leave I mean, i'm the, not gonna get rid of it it's not yeah, gonna be well you can't leave at all because i'm building no. a big a big queer food army honey yes. and you, and and you are, right, listen you have just gotten your boot camp papers so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm still gonna be in the food scene don't worry people but I think oh. that I definitely want to incorporate more of my life in it as well, just to try and inspire people. I love that. I really, really yeah. do. Um, it has yeah. been so great just connecting and getting to know you today um, and getting to hear your story. Uh, so I really want to thank you for, you know, taking some time this morning. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Come out and laugh with me and, you know, and just shoot the shit and do all <laughs> of that. Yeah. Get at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, get at it, you know, because because as you said, this podcast to me slaps. <laughs> yes, it slaps. Did I use that? I did I use that right? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? She was like, no, no old queen. That's not the <laughs> No, that's I think not you, the did. Right. you did. You did. Yeah. No, you did. <laughs> But yeah, I've had so much fun this morning. You are amazing and I love what you're doing. So thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, I thank you. Um, we're, we're just going to go, say, the last 10 minutes of this pod are us just going to say thank you back and forth. Thank you. No, thank, <laughs> thank, you. You. thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> um, no, once again, this has been really, really amazing. Let the kids know where they can find you, how they can find you, so on and so forth. Sure. So you could find me at Gaze Gotta Eat on Instagram. That's Gaze Gotta G O T T A Eat. Um, I am on TikTok as Gaze Gotta Eat as well. Trying to build that out, see where it takes me. Uh, Um, I can't. I support you in that endeavor. (laughs) I've downloaded it about four times, and like I, the minute I open it, I just end up deleting it. (laughs) I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the bandwidth. Have you heard of, quick side note, there's like gay TikTok? It's crazy. It's like my whole feed is just all these gay people and it's amazing. And uh, it's so fun. So you right. definitely all right. haven't been on it for long enough. All right. After after we, after the pod, you're going to have to take me through gay TikTok. I'm going to download oh, it. We're going to do this thing. I oh will. my God. It's been such a pleasure, such a joy just to have you on and to connect. And you are now officially part of my big gay food army. Woo! So thank you so much for giving me your time today. Um, out there, it is September, y'all. It is September. Um, I've now only been to the beach twice, unfortunately. Um, but you know what? We are surviving, um, Gloria Gaynor. We are surviving and we will survive. 
I hope you all out there are staying safe. Um, Hopefully most of you are back to work. And if you're not, hopefully like some job opportunities are coming up. Hopefully you're eating delicious things. You know what? Share with me. Share with me. Um, Oh my God, that's a Golden Girls quote. Share with me. uh, Arnold, I forget. It's the the telethon uh, episode. (laughs) But I digress. I don't know. Wear your masks. And as always, thank you for listening to In Yo. <laughs>